What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new daily Cowboys articles up there every day of the week, so make sure you check those out. We've got news, opinions, analysis, all of that up on the website. And, of course, primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them on the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's get into Donovan Wilson. And let's, I have a question for you to get this started, actually. Do you think that so far, four weeks into the season, we've got a legit, you know, we've got a legit sample size now for Donovan Wilson in 2022? Has him met or exceeded expectations according to you? Let me know in the comments what do you think. Because, man, we need to appreciate how versatile Dono has been for that Cowboys defense and for Dan Quinn. We talk about Micah Parsons lining up everywhere. We talk about... Demarcus Lawrence doing the same, you know, in the defensive line, but still. And we talk about some of these players that do that, uh, including giving Jaron Kears. But I, I was surprised at, at as to Donovan Wilson's snap by position breakdown from PFF. He has had 129 snaps inside the box so far, 87 as a free safety, 31 as a slot cornerback, and the and 17 in the defensive line. You know, when Dan Quinn has inserted him into the defensive line in order for opponents to account for him in the in the pass protection scheme, which has been just evil genius from Dan Quinn. But that's not the verse, the best part. Donovan Wilson, for example, in week three versus the Bengals. He had more snaps in the box than he did as a free safety. In week four, though, that was switched. He had more snaps as a free safety than as a box safety. And, of course, that also has to do with the schemes that the Cowboys use on defense. Obviously, last week you were uh, facing Saquon Barkley. Now you were facing Terry McLaurin, Cordy Samuel, and all of them. So it makes a lot of sense. But the guy's producing from everywhere where he is aligned. So let me see some of your comments here. Uh, do you think he has met or exceeded the expectations? Catherine Jones has exceeded. Tommy would exceed it. Peter as well. Joel Wilson says that he loves him. Uh, Toxic Tom, though, says that he has only met expectations, finally living up to his potential. Exceeded so far, says Gregory. Kenneth goes would exceed it as well. Pretty much everyone but Toxic Tom and Joel Wilson here. Go with met uh, expectations, right? Uh, now, pretty much everyone goes with exceeded. Ex excuse me. Crypto Keeper says he is a legit dog. And man, the numbers speak for themselves. Last Sunday, he had six stops. Those are plays that result in a negative outcome for the opposing offense. Tackles that result in such. Uh, two catches allowed in three targets for Donovan Wilson. 
Those two catches went for a grand total of, hold your breath, two yards. Three targets, two catches allowed for one yard average. That comes with a forced incompletion. That also comes with a pressure from Donovan Wilson. And as some of you might recall, Donovan Wilson actually forced an intentional grounding from Carson Wentz, who had two. Carson Wentz had the same amount of intentional grounding calls than Donovan Wilson had yards allowed, which is pretty crazy if you ask me. It's pretty crazy that Donovan Wilson had such a low number, and it's pretty insane that Carson Wentz had two intentional groundings, which were caused by the Cowboys. And, and man, you got to love Donovan Wilson. You got to love what he's been able to do for the Cowboys because you watch him make open field tackles. You watch him get some quarterback pressure going on as a safety when he blitzes. You watch him chime in coverage as well. The guy has been doing it all for Dallas. And, of course, uh, not that he is taking the role of Jaron Kears because he isn't. Jaron Kears was more of this uh, safety that played in the in the tree safety looks and he played in the box and was some sort of hybrid safety slash linebacker. So I don't think that we could say that Donovan Wilson has filled in for Jaron Kears because I don't think that would be accurate to say. I would just say that we really haven't missed Jaron Kears as much as we thought we would. And maybe that has a lot to do with Donovan Wilson's play and Malik Hooker's play and, of course, the other cornerbacks and the entire defense as a unit. But mostly those two safeties doing their jobs. And the thing about Donovan Wilson is that we're now four weeks into the season and he's been a consistent positive in the four of them, even the loss to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Donovan Wilson had the second highest coverage grade from PFF versus the Commanders. Another, you know, very positive note only behind Trevon Diggs, who I think had the, uh, is having quite a blast silencing PFF, more or less, because as you, as you guys know, he went out there and he, and he had himself a shut-down kind of game, a locked-down cornerback kind of game on Sunday. Let's see some of your comments, though, regarding Donovan Wilson. Tommy says that he's the enforcer on this defense so far. Toxic says, my biggest fear is that because of his style of play, how long can he stay on the field? Health is my biggest concern. That happens with physical players, but as Cowboys Carlos says, just stay healthy, D-Will. That's all we need from you. Please, please be able to do that. Six to Midnight says, just imagine when Kyrs comes back, three safety look is going to be scary, I'm telling you. And we haven't heard a lot about Jordan Lewis's injury, but maybe if Jaron Kyrs comes back and you find a way to get into those three safety looks more consistently, you can, you can feel better about not having one of the starting cornerbacks, for example. Uh, we saw a lot of Israel Mukwamu, for example, on Sunday versus the commander is something I want to dive into when the old 22 comes out, which I believe already came out, but I haven't been able to sit down and watch it. 
that's a coordinator, not a head coach. It's Toxic Tom. I don't know if they're talking about uh, Chanahan or something like that. I don't know why my phone is going crazy right now, but uh, I'm sorry about that. Let me see if I can quickly silence this thing. I always set up the, the do not disturb mode. Somebody's going, uh, you know, crazy with the notification. Sorry about that if you if you listened to all of that. Uh, but Donovan Wilson, man, he's been killing it. Dan Quinn is a defensive genius, says Joel Wilson. He is, he is one of the biggest reasons why the Cowboys are doing what they're doing right now. Since 1973, they hadn't allowed 19 points or less for their first four games. And hopefully they did not continue that trend, by the way. That was noted by Dallas Morning News reporter Michael Gelkin. And I went and looked at the 1973 uh, Pro Football Reference page for the Cowboys. Man, that, that defense had... Uh, Leroy Jordan, Bob Lilly, Charlie Waters. And hopefully they don't follow that same trend because for the next three games after that, they actually allowed 28 points or more in those next three games. And then they didn't allow more than 14 throughout the rest of that season. So just some Cowboys trivia for you there if you guys are interested. But anyways, moving on a little bit though, moving on a little bit, uh, we need to have, you know, we need to take a huge sigh of relief because the Cowboys injuries or, you know, feared injuries don't seem to be that big of a deal. According to Mike McCarthy in today's press conference, he said that both Quinton Vahana and Noah Brown are both expected to practice. And, you know, Noah Brown has been huge for the Cowboys offense so far. Dak Prescott has been kind of ruled out, by the way. I, I don't know if you guys would agree with me, and we'll talk more about it in a few moments here on the show. But yeah, it does It does sound like Dak Prescott is not playing at all versus the LA Rams. According to Mike McCarthy, and according to some reports out there, Tuesday is a huge day for Dak Prescott because... He will have it. Uh, he will meet with the doctor and more or less map out a plan for him to return to the playing field. But Mike McCarthy said that he wants to have a full week of practice for Dak Prescott before he is able to come back to the Cowboys and actually play. Ian Rappaport said today on NFL Network that it would be far fetched to think that he has a shot at playing versus the LA Rams. So. If you listen carefully, you will find that Dak is not really uh, getting ready for that Rams game. He is getting ready for that Eagles game, which is in line with expectations for most in Cowboys Nation. Now, if you look at the betting odds, you can also see that the market heavily expects Dak Prescott to not be ready to go. Because if you look at the betting odds, they're at 4.5 points. The Rams are favored by 4.5. I don't think they would be that heavily favored with a healthy Dak Prescott on the team. And even still, that, that speaks volumes as to what the Cowboys have been doing this season. Uh, as Crypto Keeper says, I don't think that they look so tough. I, if you guys have been watching here on Monday Night Football, and if you guys have been watching Rams games over the last three games, this isn't, you know, I know that it sounds dramatic, 
facing the Super Bowl champion Rams. But I don't know, man. Uh, the Cowboys have a legit shot at winning that ball game, right? I would sit him out for the, the next two weeks, 7-11. I don't know if Dak even plays against Philly at this point. It's just toxic, Tom. Not that crazy of an uh, of a comment. I, I could 100% see Dak Prescott missing that game too. Especially with the Cowboys sitting at 3-1 and one and not having that urgency of rushing Dak Prescott back. I think they will make that decision based on literally Dak's health. I don't think that the record will matter. I don't think that anything of that nature will. I think that it will be all about getting Dak back with the least possible risk of re-injury. Rush you to play against the Rams, says Gregory. Not because he's better than Dak, because he has earned it, says Gregory. Silver Lining says, yeah, we're going to beat the Rams. I think that we have a shot. They definitely do have a shot. They do. Uh, the real Darrell, though, says the interior offensive line for Dallas better be ready. That's Aaron Donald on the other side. So definitely onto something in one of the key matchups to watch. And the left guard decision has never been more important. You know, Connor McGovern was able to go versus the commanders. I don't think that he was a positive on that game. I don't think that Jason Peters even was, but, you know, I say this pending review of the old 22 tape, right? I have not seen it. I will be honest with you. Uh, usually comes out because I get the old 22 tape from NFL Game Pass in Mexico. You can get all 22 in Game Pass here in Mexico. It comes with it. And it usually comes out late on Monday slash Tuesday morning. But just from watching it live and from watching the, the TV broadcast replay, I don't think that Jason Peters was impressive exactly on Sunday. I don't think that's, you know, the end of the world for the veteran or anything like that. I think that he might still be the best option for Dallas at left guard right now. But what I'm saying is that decision is going to be as big as it could be this week heading into Sunday's game versus the LA Rams. GG says that comes back and we score 31 plus regularly. Floyd Wright says if Cooper beats the Eagles, Dak is done. That is 100% false. That is not the case at all. Uh, as we have talked here on ADC, uh, and I understand, you know, the Cooper Rush hype. It's been fun. Man, Cooper Rush deserves love. That guy has been killing it for the Cowboys, and he's been the game manager that, you know, every team wants as the backup quarterback. But there's not really a discussion when it comes to the quarterback room, which is why we haven't touched on that topic at all on primetime, to be honest. Uh, man, says Tommy, I need to get a VPN. Mexico has free all 22, Mo. Uh, well, not free. You need to pay uh, NFL Game Pass. And uh, here in Mexico, it's kind of Sunday ticket in the United States. Because you get the live games even. Uh, you get every single live game for the NFL with Mexico's NFL Game Pass. I don't know if, I, I don't know if think about VPNs. I will tell you that. But if you want to, go ahead and give it a shot, <laughs> I guess. I, I would assume that it could end up working. Anyways. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Odds do hint at Cooper Rush 
being the starter for the Cowboys on Sunday. I was going to touch on that topic even before Mike McCarthy took the podium. Now that he actually took the podium and he talked about wanting Dak to have a, a full week of practice before he's thrown out there, it seems even more confirmed now that he won't be ready to go versus the Rams. And that's okay. That's just part of it, I guess. But before we get out of here tonight on ADZ Sports Dallas, I wanted to talk about, you know, that one player that is apparently going to be cleared to practice, Noel Brown. Do you guys think right now, do you guys think, agree or disagree, that Noel Brown has lock, is locked in as the number three wide receiver of this team, even when the Cowboys are at full health? So that includes having James Washington available once more. I don't think if I don't know if you guys have seen some of these crazy numbers from Noah Brown, but I think that John Owning from PFF, I think that was uh, who tweeted it. He leads the NFL. Noah Brown does. He leads the NFL in contested catch rate. That guy is playing some vertical X receiver kind of football. And he's doing it from the slot, not really as an X receiver. So what I mean is he's, he's winning the contested catches, man. He's got about a, an 83% contested catch win rate, according to Pro Football Focus. And, you know, the height obviously helps him a lot on that front. But still, to be able to do so after you spent the first few years of your career buried in the Cowboys wide receiver depth chart has to be one of the stories of the year for this team. It's crazy that we have kind of get used to it by now. And let me clarify, he has the second best catch rate in contested catches, according to Noah, uh, to John Owning from PFF. He's five of six. So he's, he's had six opportunities to win a contested catch and he's pulled that football down five out of those six times. That is crazy, man. And also, according to John Owning, let me read this tweet word from word. You need to follow John Owning if you don't do, by the way, um, at on Twitter. That's one of the best follows on Twitter. He says, Noah Brown also ranks third among all wide receivers in receiving yards against pure man coverage and route to an impressive 89.5 receiving grade against man coverage. He has also generated seven first down receptions against men tied for fourth most in the NFL. Woo-wee. You've got to agree on this one, I think. And from what I can see in the comments, most people do. Let's get to it. Uh, Crypto Keeper agrees. Thomas says, agreed. This one is easy. And I didn't, I never imagined that it would be this easy. Toxic Tom, though says that he disagrees. Six to Midnight says that's a great point. Yeah, Noah Brown is the number three for now, says Damon Davis. Holly goes with disagree. Uh, Gregory agrees as well. Joel Wilson, Noah Brown is the number one at this point, which that's that's one that I, I, I cannot get behind yet, but I get what Joel is saying. Katera Jones says I can agree with it. He has earned that spot, says Tony Miles. I agree. And you guys know, you guys know that when the Cowboys signed James Washington, I was one of the uh, of the the 
highest people on James Washington because I have faith on that player. I think that he he pretty much got screwed up with the Steelers and he didn't get a lot of opportunities. I was excited about James Washington's prospects as the number three wide receiver. At least until Jalen Tolbert took over. Crazy to think those were the expectations back in the preseason and back in the offseason. But Noah Brown, I have to agree with that take. I think that Noah Brown is the number three wide receiver until proven otherwise because he's been consistent this season. And he has been consistent with Cooper Rush at the wheel, which is even crazier. Roy Fletcher says wide receiver three, definitely. Uh, Noah Brown locked in, says Floyd, unless Dak gets back in. So, so some Dak Prescott hate uh, in there uh, as well. Alongside some Noah Brown praise. Where is Jalen Tolbert? Says Toxic Tom. Man, inactive again. That's, that's crazy. I don't know what's going on with Jalen Tolbert. 7-Eleven says, why did he not play again? You know, Michael Gallup got back. And he was inactive for the Cowboys. They, they, that's what they think of Jalen Tolbert right now. Is, is that the end of his career? No, not at all. But, but we'll see when, when Dak comes back what happens with Jalen Tolbert. And, and that's a pretty interesting storyline for sure. But it's crazy that at least over the last three games, of course, Noah Brown has kind of made us forget about that a little bit. Or at least, like if Noah Brown was not producing for the Cowboys because for example in week one the Cowboys offense as a whole didn't produce and we talked about Jalen Tolbert every single day of the week after that loss to the Tampa Bay Bucs but over the last three weeks with the Cowboys winning ball games hasn't been that much of a conversation but still crazy that he's not playing out there uh Potch says we have a lot of weapons on both sides and I agree with that Damon Davis says, hey, if hey Mauricio, if Kellen leaves, Cooper Rush can become the OC since he knows the offense so well. <laughs> Man, that is a <laughs> that is a surprisingly legit comment, actually. <laughs> like, of course, uh, who who was it? Uh, there was this big time NFL draft evaluator. I don't I don't Think that it was Daniel Jeremiah. If someone knows, please please let me know in the comments. But I remember seeing one tweet of somebody saying that Cooper Rush was the smartest prospect that he had evaluated since Kellen Moore. So <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, like Cooper Rush could have that profile of a backup quarterback that becomes a QB coach and then follows that same path as Kellen Moore. Like you gotta admit, it's not that crazy at all. And it's, uh, I, I gotta be honest with you. Like I read that comment and my first reaction was, oh, that's funny. And then it just dawned on me that, hey, that could actually kind of happen. L low key a possibility for the Cowboys moving forward. Uh, Toxic says, Rush is our next OC. I have been saying that for a long time. There you go. There you go. It might happen. Not, not going to lie. That's not, a, that's not a, a crazy point. The Gooch says, I think that Noah Brown has solidified his spot at number three. I agree with that. 
And I think that most people here agreed with it. But hey, hey, let's get into let's get into overreaction Monday before we get out of here and before I let you go to enjoy the second half of Monday Night Football and kind of ha- get a scouting report versus the Cowboys' next opponent, the LA Rams, who would be facing the Cowboys with one day less of rest, if that matters at all. So let's get to over. Reaction Monday. As you guys know, we do this every single week. I have three questions for you. And you need to you need to let me know in the comments if that is a fair reaction or is that an overreaction. Let's talk about some Cowboys first. The Cowboys won't catch the 4-0 Eagles in the NFC East race. Is that a overreaction or is that a fair reaction let me know in the comments and while you do that let me talk up to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because the right of the week is the 2023 mazda cx5 2.5 s and let me talk to you about this vehicle it starts at twenty eight thousand five hundred and seventy dollars it's got all-wheel drive apple carplay slash android auto game changer Speaking of game changers, the CX5 2.5S has a Wi-Fi hotspot, adaptive cruise control, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the CX5 2.5S, the 2023 Mazda CX5 2.5S, over at FreemanMazda.net. Family-owned business for over 65 years. You get A-plus customer service and... You can check out the pictures on the website, inside, outside. You can check out everything that Freeman Mazda has to offer you. When you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Back to those overreactions, though. The Cowboys won't catch the 4-0 Eagles. Is that a fair reaction or an overreaction? I like the answers, man. I like the answers, and I agree with them. I'm going with overreaction for this one. You know, a lot of... Eagles are real talk going on right now. And I get it. They do look real. They do look like a legit team. But man, they're 4-0 and the Cowboys are 3-1. and Their schedule is easier. I'll give you that. But man, let's 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 get further into the season. I like that. I like every, I like that everyone, you know, is going with overreaction as well. Mike Smith says, go buy the car. Hey, I agree with him. I agree with Mike. Go go buy the CX-5 2.5S. <laughs> Overreactions is Tony Miles. Overreactions is Pudge Nelson. Hit the like button if you haven't, says Gregory. That too. Do me a favor and do that. Major overreactions is Tommy. We'll be in control of this division by week six. It's going to be exciting watching high stakes Cowboys Eagles football. I don't remember when was last time that that happened, especially in a season where, you know, I know that the Cowboys still have a lot of question marks and all of that, but this is the sixth best team in DVOA from football outsiders. And that's a metric that actually adjusts for opponents. They're the number six team in that ranking. And by the way, the Rams are the 24th DVOA team 
and they're 4.5 favorites over the sixth best DVOA team. Something to think about. I'm just saying. I don't have a pick, I, I, not even for betting the Cowboys. We're 4-0 in betting the Cowboys, by the way. Uh, hopefully, we get that streak going a little bit deeper into the season. But okay, second question for you guys now. Uh, for you guys now. Lamar Jackson, who led the Ravens to a disappointing 28-7. You know, they were leading 28-7 versus the Miami Dolphins. They lost that game. They were leading 20-3 versus the Buffalo Bills, and they lost. So my question for me to you guys is Lamar Jackson has already lost the MVP race. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? Remember, in this segment... We take a look around the NFL. Six to midnight says it is an overreaction that I am upset that Mo has yet to read any of my messages. I did, didn't I? At the beginning of the show, though. <laughs> Shout out six to midnight. He's always supporting prime time. I appreciate you. Lamar Jackson has already lost the MVP race. Overreaction or for reaction? Ah, this one, this one has you guys split in the comments. I like it. Toxic overreaction, fair. 7-Eleven, fair. Bruce, probably fair. Silver Landing, Peter Rizzo, going with fair. You know, about a 50-50 response. I will tell you what, I think that it is an overreaction. The Ravens are still the number one passing offense in DVOA. They can still walk away with the AFC North. They get, a, they get two games versus the Bengals. They get one game versus the, yeah, I mean, two, of course, but one game versus the Cleveland Browns. One might have bigger stakes than the other, of course. I think that Lamar will play in certain scenarios that will allow him to find himself back in the conversation. <laughs> Shout out Tommy915. He says, Mo, can my answer be, who cares about Lamar Jackson, respectfully? The guy's fun to watch. I love watching Lamar Jackson. I care about Lamar, honestly. <laughs> Fair reaction says six to midnight. He cannot win the big games. Floyd's his overreaction. Toxic Tom's. I don't think that he wins it, though. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, but I think it's an overreaction right now. One last question. One last question, and we'll stick with the AFC questions for now. That's what we do on overreaction. Thanks for coming out, AFC contenders. It is the Chiefs conference. Overreaction or fair reaction? They smacked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on primetime. That was a punch to the mouth. Special teams mistake from the box on the opening kickoff. The game was over from there. Patrick Mahomes looking like the most dangerous player in the NFL. Maybe you could say that Mahomes is the most dangerous offensive player and Micah is the most dangerous defensive player. I think that would be very fair. But ooh-wee. The Bills got a lot of offseason hype. But those Chiefs, <laughs> those Chiefs are looking on point. Toxic thumbs overreaction. And then everyone else is going with fair. Everyone. Uh, Greg Haas as well. Tani on Facebook. Floyd, Silver Lining, everybody's going with fair. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, I will tell you what, 
I don't know that they won't have any competition for the conference because that still is a legit conference. But, you know, the Broncos are a disappointment. The Raiders are too. The Chargers are kind of hurt, significantly hurt. And then you've got the Bills. You, you, the Bills are still a very legit football team. I will tell you that I, I, I picked the Chiefs to win the AFC before the season started. I am feeling way better about that pick. Uh, I refused to jump on the Bills off-season hype. And of course, I, I still think that they have the best roster in the NFL. They have the most depth in the NFL. But that, that Andy Reid-Patrick Mahomes combo, that's on another level. I would still pick the Chiefs to win the conference. But I agree with Damon. They have something to say this year in Kansas City. They're dangerous. The Bills are dangerous as well. Uh, Shane. Hey, Shane, this was... Shane, I need to get you on the production team for, for, for primetime. Because I cannot believe that I did not think about this question. Somehow, statistically, the NFC East is the best division in football right now. Let's improvise one last one. Is the NFC East legit legit is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction let me know in the comments you know you've got the three and one titans the, the, the three and one giants excuse me the three and oh the three and one cowboys and the four and oh philadelphia eagles the nfc east is legit legit is that a fair reaction or an overreaction this one was a good one from chain Two team race only, says the real RL. That that's I agree with that one. I agree with that one strongly. It's Eagles and Cowboys. I think that the Giants are not as real. <laughs> Six to me, that's as fair. Fideriso goes with fair. Greg Haas goes with overreaction. Floyd overreaction. Overreacting by far. Tommy goes with uh, overreaction. The Eagles, Giants, and Washington are trash. I love how just uh, Tommy didn't call Washington the commanders. <laughs> Got that I would fair, fair for Gregory, fair-ish, says Bruce. I will go with fair. A lot of divisions considered legit have only two teams that are actually contending for the division. So I will go with fair. I will go with fair, and I think that would be fair. That will do it for overreaction Monday. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I thought that it was a pretty fun show here on Monday. Do me a favor. If you liked it, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Tomorrow night, we'll take an early look at the LA Rams. We'll have some notes after reviewing the tape. And maybe we have some... Uh, maybe we bring back the One Cool Thing segment. Let me know in the chat if you want that to happen. Do you want the One Cool Thing uh, to come back on Tuesday? Is that something that you guys would like? Let me know in the comments. It's tough for you to get it in there in the season because we have more stuff to talk about. But if you guys like it, let me know and I will keep doing it for sure. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. I love it. Uh, thank you for the love. Do me a favor, hit the like button. Let me know on the, on the One Cool Thing front. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. One cool thing. Yes, sir. Hey, hey. I like that. 
One cool thing is getting support in the chat. <laughs> Hit the like button. That's the one thing that you can do. The biggest thing that you can do to help out the show. Remember that primetime was brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. And I will see you tomorrow. Adios. Disfruten el lunes por la noche de la NFL. Adios.